Boy, oh boy, do we have a special treat for you, the audience at home today. Mitch, can you tell the people listening and the people watching what they are about to experience on this episode? Man, just so many good nuggets today. I I found myself taking notes the entire podcast episode and selfishly asking questions to benefit my business. And so that's how you know it's a good episode and we have a good guest and just a lot of valuable information, whether you're in real estate, trying to grow a following for your business, personal accounts, uh, just an awesome episode. And uh, you won't be disappointed by the information you get out of this. And you'll want to go back and listen again, I'm sure. Very true. Uh, this will dive into kind of what personal branding is all about and how to make yourself big in whatever industry that you're in. So we hope you guys enjoy. Feel free to listen to the entire episode and leave us any comments if you've got any questions or concerns. Pull up in motor cash. I got a show today. It's all I'm trying to do. Hustle and motivate. Choppers are throw away. Hustle the overway. That's why they follow me, huh? They think I know the way. Cause I took control of things. Ball in the solo way. And if you pattern my trend, I make you my protege. Welcome everybody into another episode of Time to Get Shit Done. Again, I'm your host, Greg Porchy. I'm here with my colleague, co-host, Mitch Howard, and I swear to you, we have a very, very special guest today. You're going to want to tune in for the entire episode. You're going to want to put down what you're doing. If you're reading a book, that's not going to help you during this. We have DIY Squid. You may have heard of her. She is on everyone on Instagram. She meets with the kids on the TikTok. She has Squid. You're going to have to tell Can we call you Squid here today? You can call me that. That is fine. Is that good for you? Perfect. Yep. So if I'm doing my research properly, um, TikTok, you have quite the resume, uh, 6.2 million TikTok likes on your videos, uh, 333,000 followers. Um, just for reference, I live in Lincoln, Nebraska, and there's not 300,000 people here. So that's uh, quite a bit of people. Uh, obviously, that's going to expand out uh, through the country, through the world. I mean, do you see yourself having, do you get like some demographic reports on those followers? They do show up. I don't look at them very often, honestly, but I think the majority of it, probably like over 75% is the United States, but United States. Okay. Interesting. So there's people doing it themselves all over the world. They are so intrigued by what you are doing. And for the people that don't know who DIY Squid is, Sid the Squid, we're going to have her tell you a little bit about herself and what the heck she does, because honestly, I don't quite comprehend it uh, yet. So Squid, how did you amass or what are you doing in your life that you think helped amass these types of followers uh, and likes across these social platforms? I, I That's a great question. <laughs> Um, I don't exactly know why people follow me. Um, I like to renovate old houses. I like to do it myself. 
with my husband, obviously. Um, I learned a lot of it through my parents. And then as I grew into an adult, I realized that I kind of had a love for it as well. And so then we started buying houses and renovating them. Um, the house I'm in right now is actually our sixth house that we've renovated. Um, so yeah, we've been doing it for quite a while, learning as we go. And then um, I started documenting it on Instagram um, probably about three and a half years ago and uh, just did it more as a hobby kind of just here and there when I had time. And then I did not like my job very much. I was in sales and I just didn't really feel like I was very salesy. So I felt it difficult to do, um, I don't know, to sell anything. It was beer though. So as far as sales go, oh. it's pretty, it's pretty good. Something you can get behind. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, easiest of the things to sell, I would say. Um, and then we bought a house on a foreclosure auction and that's when I kind of decided to uh, quit my job and to do the renovations more full-time, hoping that like the Instagram and the TikTok would follow. Um, and I also found out that I was pregnant at that time too. So it was kind of a win-win. I didn't really want to do my job anymore. And then I could do full-time more like the general contractor, be there when electricians and plumbers needed in and then be pregnant, I guess, too. <laughs> right. And, and we can't relate to that part. Um, but I, I think we come from similar types of, and the, the audience that we're targeting, right, is those people that reach a point, maybe it's in their career where they're not running up the corporate ladder, where they don't enjoy what they're doing anymore, where they have a passion for doing it themselves, renovating homes for uh, video games, for uh, content creation of something that's not in DIY. Um, and that's kind of where, right. Like Mitch and I got, uh, in our careers as well, just tired of doing the same old shit. Um, not behind, right. Beer's a different faction uh, altogether because, um, we will have an adult beverage or two, Mitch, probably a few more than me, but, um, would you like to speak to that? I, no, not really, but um, I, I did have some questions. First of all, okay, it's it's a really impressive story. Um, yeah. So I don't think we should downplay that at all. So you've flipped six houses in three and a half years by yourself? Um, yeah, so like there was a few times that my parents would come help us because they've done it like my entire life. Um, not necessarily flipped, but renovated the houses that I lived in when I was little. And then after a few years, we would move and then they'd kind of do it again. And so when we kind of get in over our heads a little bit, they will come for a day or two and kind of get our ass in gear and kind of show us what we're supposed to be doing. And then we can continue on for a while. Um, so yeah, six houses. I hate the word flipping because I feel like flipping is, has such like a bad um, like resume or like there's a negative really connotation. Bad, yeah, bad flippers out there. Um, so ours hasn't been like with the goal of like making money as the main goal it's been more like the houses we've lived in like one of them we lived in for two years and we just like the housing market was really good so we decided to sell it and then move to this foreclosure house and we lived in that as well um we were planning to stay there for more than what we did we only actually owned it for a year 
And then we had to move because my husband was transferred. And then we had some rental properties that we had fixed up. And then we just had decided that we were going to try to have less in life. Like we didn't need all these properties and all this huge resume of all the houses we'd owned. We were just thinking maybe less stress, less bills, less worries. So then we decided to sell those as well. But yeah. <laughs> That's great. And so they've all been for foreclosure houses as well? No, no, no. Just, just random. Yep. Just okay. uh, actually it was kind of the middle one. But. What, what made you want to target a foreclosure? Um, honestly, like it was when the housing market in Omaha, well, just in the whole world got really, really good. And our houses in our neighborhood were selling like crazy. And so I asked Max at the time, I said, would you be opposed to moving? I've kind of already touched every crevice of this house. And at this point, I'm just spending money to spend money, um, not putting any more equity in this house. And so we had looked on Zillow a little bit. And of course, as the housing market was, everything was kind of overpriced as well. Even though you're going to sell your house for more, you're also going to buy a house for more too. So I had seen this house on a foreclosure auction and I like had no idea how that worked. So I, we kind of just ignored it. And then we were in the neighborhood actually in council bluffs, looking at a different house. And I was like, let's just drive by this one. I don't know how that works. I don't know how we would buy it, but let's just drive by it anyway. So we drove by it. And I fell in love. It was like in a really old neighborhood, very nice. It was like pretty much the shit house on the end of the block. Um, and I was like, can we figure out how to make this work? But for a foreclosure auction, you actually have to have cash. Um, and that is very difficult to do. And we did not necessarily have that cash. Um, so we actually had to get like a family member to loan us the money for temporary mm -hmm. and then we um gave paid them back but yeah so um it was not easy but we just figured out how to make it work <laughs> and that had been scary yeah yeah because yeah. I mean, yeah. you have to buy in cash and then you can't see the inside of the house right so no you, you, you can't. have no clue what you're walking into but we kind of did um the neighbors that lived next door, they were kind of taking people into the house and were letting nice. them look at it. The yeah. house was empty. So for some foreclosures, like you have to kick out the people who are currently living in it because they're just not paying for it. This one was a luckier situation to where the guy had already moved out like over a year ago. So it was vacant. Um, so we were able to kind of sneak in and peek at it. Nice. Yeah, it's a nice advantage to have, I suppose, probably willing to dish out a little bit more money if you yeah. can uh, visualize think, what's going yeah. on. I think quite a bit of people had kind of snuck it and looked at it, yeah. and had wanted to buy it. So, um, and then at the actual auction, it's mostly just like investors. Uh, there's not a lot of normal people who can just buy a house for cash, no matter what the price is. Um, so it was pretty intimidating because they kind of like, they know what you're doing they're doing and we had no idea it was just me and my mom <laughs> so nice at the courthouse steps <laughs> uh, this, pretty much but yep. yeah sheriff's auction yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 a not you put yourself in a great position though if you can have a family member because i assume you get the family and friends interest rate or uh maybe even a zero uh interest yeah. rate from that no. whereas there was lot, interest actually there was but. okay <laughs> Like Not because of them, but because of how we got the money. Yeah, we had to have mm, interest on okay. it. 
Yeah. Cause you go out and get that private uh, money from people and they're charging you 24%. I mean, Oh yeah. It's in a little bit better position, but uh, yes. to bid a little bit more, I guess, to get, to get what you want, but yeah. that's, yeah, that's interesting. And, and I know that you said, right. That you were, your parents were doing this growing up. It takes like a, and I've watched a few, not all of them. I've watched a few of your videos and it seems like you have cameras probably set up. Maybe you just have one camera, but obviously you would move it around rooms and you go through this time-lapse. Um, some of the transformations that I've seen I in my head, right. And I say to people that I do real estate in my head, I could never have imagined anything like that. Do you think that you got that sort of creativity like strictly, strictly from your parents? Were you in like interior design growing up or like, um, how do you come up with these designs? Is it Pinterest? <laughs> I would say that it is genetic for me. Like I know it can be learned, but my mom has been really good. She has a really good vision for like design and stuff like that. So I feel like I did get a lot of it from her. And then, yeah, I do look at Pinterest and here and there, and then you can yeah. kind of like, you have a design in your head and then you can kind of like curate it to what like is in now and stuff like that. Right. Um, trends and stuff. I mean, looking at Pinterest does help you know how to like, I'm not very good at the decorating part. <laughs> so sure. Pinterest and or Instagram or all those other apps, those help me kind of figure out how to decorate it to make it look just a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. There's, I guess I wouldn't know anything about them, but I know that I think there's a lot of Pinterest that what's Pinterest is for. Do you have, are you posting on Pinterest too? Did I miss some of that um, in the intro? No, I don't okay. really know how Pinterest works very well as like a business person. I know how to like search a recipe or like okay. <laughs> house stuff. That is something I'm trying to get better at. Um, like I have a virtual assistant who kind of helps me do the things that I suck at. Um, nice. And P Pinterest is one of those. So <laughs> I don't necessarily probably not going to learn it, but somebody else will. Right. That's, it's like a lot of things. Accounting confuses me. <laughs> I'm going to hire an accountant. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and that's a lot of the time when you talk about opportunity costs, where's my time better spent? And for you, it seems like it's uh, dancing in broken down rooms, uh, yep. hugging water heaters. I think we were just looking at before we uh, started recording this. Um, some other things, I suppose, that maybe some of the people that are listening to this have seen and can relate with uh, or can't relate with because. I don't know if I've seen other people doing what you're doing as far as just dancing like a crazy lady. And I've seen it to where your husband's doing it too. That, so that's the idea is that everyone can do DIY or renovate houses or do anything of that. I'm trying to be a little bit different in that, in that aspect, be a little weirder maybe than <laughs> Joanna Gaines or something. Right. Else. With a TV show making millions, who cares about yeah. that? So no offense, Joanna Gaines, if you're listening, yeah. I still love you. Yeah, JoJo, just in case you're watching. Um, and so I think, and it fits in perfectly to like the people that we want to find for this because, like us two, like Squid, we have minor history in the fact that we knew each other a few years ago. Uh, you were my, my, you weren't mine. You were the on course. Uh, beverage specialist at a local yes. golf course here and maybe that's where you started your sales pitch in and you know just lost the <laughs> yeah, love for it yep. later on that's that's where I found my love for beer and then um so you could probably attest to uh, I'm I, one of the weirder guys 
maybe that you've ever met. I don't know. I guess Max's friends or yes, Max himself. Absolutely. Oh, sorry. So, oh, yeah. thank you. Um, <laughs> so we're trying to portray that you don't have to be this business suit guy or this Joanna game, which again, Joanna, bless your heart. You're doing great. <laughs> But you don't have to fit this like status quo, like anybody, seriously, anybody can do this, right? You put the time in, you're recording yourself 13 hours a day and then time-lapsing, cutting videos, showing before and after, and people seem to love it, right? And that gets kind of on a topic of personal branding and, and really kind of curious to when it finally hit you like, holy shit, I may have something here. Uh, was there like an aha moment to, and I think you touched on it just slightly before, but when you hit that aha moment to where like, like I can just start taping myself all the time, pulling content out of this, which it's gotta be a job in itself to find the right stuff, but, um, or do you have anybody help you with that? But anywho, like at what point did you realize, damn, I think I've got something here and I'm never going to go to work again. (laughs) Um, I guess like that moment when I realized like I could have a full-time job and make actual money on it was probably not that long ago, probably like a year ago. I probably realized that it was like, um, actual money-making thing before that. I just thought like as a hobby, I kind of realized that when I honestly started being more of myself and like trying to be less, like not show my mistakes I started to show those and then I started to like put in my personality into my page and I got like positive feedback from people from that. That's when I realized, oh, maybe I can be myself and do the things I love and people will still like my page. (laughs) And maybe I will be a little bit different that people will like me for that reason. Um, So that's when I realized that. And then, yeah, as I saw more and more creators in the DIY world, like I have multiple friends who are making really good money and then you realize wait I can make money in this too and do what I love that's like kind of when the aha moment hit me and I was like okay I that's when I really started to go hard on because like for before it was like you make money kind of from your flips not necessarily from the Instagram or the TikTok Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so it's like that's when it crossed over to where I don't necessarily have to flip houses I can do it to my own house and still make money through the apps. Yeah. If and it, the question. <laughs> it does. And and it's um I don't know the right word to it's it's inspirational. Uh maybe I would use here because it's something that we ourselves are looking to emulate. I've mentioned we do a little bit of real estate, but it's like being able to show people like what you've done with properties, um, what you can do. You're doing them yourselves, right? These hands are made for writing checks, uh, not necessarily doing literally anything else. Um, So like figuring out like how to do that type of stuff. If you had like advice to somebody that was starting up or trying to personally brand themselves via Instagram, via short TikToks, like are they like vines? Are they like the eight second videos? Uh, No, it's pretty much it's pretty much what Instagram is trying to be. Okay. It just did at first. So it's like videos. They only yeah. have videos and they're like, it's just reels pretty yeah. much. If you're familiar with Instagram, that's just scrolling. I, yeah. Minorly. Videos. They can be anywhere from, yeah, one second to five minutes now. I think, I think you can actually do 10 minute long ones now. So on TikTok. 
Mm-hmm. Hmm. Seems to be turning into a YouTube. If you try and get on TikTok, they're really pushing the three to five minutes. So you got to get on the TikTok. Yep. You got to get on the TikTok. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I guess what do you mean? Like advice for DIYers or advice for like people who want to be on like a Instagram? Like for right for anybody trying to because I would have to assume because 130,000 Insta followers. And 333,000 TikTok followers is a lot mm-hmm. um, quantitatively, right? I would have to assume that you don't have like any meetup groups that are more than 333,000 people at a time. So that's where most of your influence is going. So what, what things do people need to be doing or need to be aware of? And right, I think yours just happened organically. Like, I don't want to like, we don't want to say luck because you post a shit ton of content. Like you post mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so like, right. Is it consistency? Is it always taping yourself? Like, are there things that you wake up every day and you're like, I need to be sure that I'm doing this and stay like disciplined to this particular routine for building content. Yeah. I mean, I would say as far as content creators go, I'm pretty laid back in my schedule. I do it when it's mostly convenient for me, especially because I view my actual full-time job as being a stay-at-home mom for my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as my Instagram does go, I, yeah, I really try to be consistent. I try to post quality content, like t- anywhere from one to five times a week. Like I only do Monday through Friday for the most part, there are always exceptions. And then I try to have stories every day, Monday through Friday. Again, I take weekends off now that I got over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Before that I hustled my buns off. I tried to do it seven days a week all the time. Um, but now that I got to that point, I just try to take my weekends to enjoy it with my family. Um, but yeah, consistency, it doesn't matter what that consistency is something that you can truly stay true to so like if that's posting once a week if that's posting twice a week whatever it is for you seven days a week try to stay consistent with that and then yeah stories and then quality like don't just post to post don't just post random crap just because you feel like you need content I feel like that's when people like start to leave your page or like not pay attention to what you're posting is when they feel like man I didn't really care for that post so I'm probably not gonna I scrolled faster past it and then the algorithm notices they didn't really like her that time so maybe we'll show less of her that time i mean yeah no i think that's spot on uh but all, this is coming from someone who might have like 200 followers on instagram so <laughs> but have you ever heard of mr beast jimmy donaldson youtube creator no 100 plus so. million 110 million maybe subscribers on youtube now right. um he got he was at a point where he was posting videos a couple times a week And then started getting so disgusted in himself because he was posting more quantity over quality and now has such high standards for the videos that he puts out. And these videos are getting 30, 40 million views in 24 hours. So I think you're spot on, right? But I'm not the expert. (laughs) Jimmy Donaldson, Mr. Beast (laughs) is the expert. And you, you, you pretty much echoed exactly what he said. Um, And a guy spending millions of dollars to create quality content on each of his video uh, videos is somebody probably that if you're trying to be a content creator, you're trying to brand yourself, like you should emulate your process off of. So it's kudos to you for like realizing that and honing in on like, that's what's important versus, um, just like 
posting up a piece or, Hey guys, yeah. what's good? Like, and not bringing any value uh, because <laughs> in sales, as you may know, and Mitch, you might know too, you have to bring value to the table or nobody, nobody gives a shit right about what you're talking yeah. about. So um, yeah, that's this huge. guy's, his YouTube pages just have like a billion dollar valuation or something, or he will, he wouldn't sell them for like over 30 billion is what he oh, said. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Billions of dollars. So th- there's obviously monetization behind it. I was just looking at your, your YouTube squid and you have 20,000 subscribers there too Not you mentioned yet. A virtual, I'm getting close. yeah that's good um nice. you mentioned a virtual assistant so i have a question more around the strategy of of how you post things do you follow a strategy where you go to that long form content first and then take some clips toward instagram and tiktok and, and does a virtual assistant help you out with that or what what does your virtual so, assistant do so actually i just hired a virtual assistant just recently just because i did feel like there are so many aspects of being an influencer that you can like dip your toes in, but you cannot do it all. Like you just physically cannot do everything. So there's a lot of like money just like on the table or just people on the table that you just don't get to reach because you cannot go to all these different places. So for me, my virtual assistant will help me. I haven't got everything figured out but like I do not enjoy blogging I do not like enjoy sitting writing very much like I can bullshit a paper pretty quickly but I just don't really enjoy it so I would like a virtual assistant to like run my blog have like a blog post at least once a month um blogs are great for um like longevity like your uh, tiktok and your reels or whatever they only grow to a certain point and then they pretty much die off and you aren't going to make any more money on that TikTok for the rest of your life pretty much. Blogs and YouTube are great for, yeah, they can continually make you money throughout your entire lifetime without having to constantly keep up on it besides making sure links are live and stuff like that. Um, So that's why I would like to do my blog. And then there's an app called Like to Know It. I'm not sure if you're familiar if you guys aren't women who like chop ah, <laughs> you probably have that one down yeah um, <laughs> but it's pretty much affiliate marketing um you post links and pictures and stuff and people can shop through your links that is something i also do not like doing and i'm not like a huge shopper um so that's just difficult for me to keep up on and um and they, they don't have to be stuff that you've bought it can just be like here's my gift guide or here's all my favorite baskets, stuff like that, that I just don't really enjoy doing. And then, yeah, my Pinterest are just things that I should be doing, but I just physically can't. Um, so they do that stuff for me. My, I like to spend my time doing video content creation and I actually do enjoy editing the videos too, which is why I just created a YouTube um, because that has the longevity just like a blog does, but it's actually something that I enjoy doing. So that is the idea behind my virtual assistant now have I figured out how it's all going to work no absolutely not I have so many dms and I personally love to respond to them but I just physically can't it takes me so long especially because I actually try to reply besides just like thanks or whatever to every person so that makes it a very long process and I just I have so many unopened messages or like even requests to get in my inbox that I haven't even looked at. And so I need help with that as well. <laughs> and 
And it's an interesting point you bring up because so I'm I'm still a big video gamer. So I just want to connect this to the video game world and like streaming uh, mm-hmm. the people who play video games. Right. Um, they get to this point of let's just call it stardom or they get to they cross this threshold into where they would play video games with the people who are interacting with them in chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would respond to DMs. Uh, so kind of what I feel like you're explaining to me is there's just a threshold and it's just literally time, right? Time's yeah. time's time is money one, but time is like the only thing that you can never get back in life. Um, so yeah, you want to spend it how, how, like however you want to spend it in this life. And, and that's for anybody. Um, so as far as like owing people your time and, and messages coming in, and this is not the message I'm trying to portray here, but you feel like there's a threshold that you reach this influencer stardom, let's call it to where you were responding to all the DMS. Do you ever consider, right? You'll have a virtual assistant. Maybe it won't be as personable or, or whatever it may be, or they just filter the messages that then end up getting to you or however it ends up working. Yeah. You get to this point where is it okay? I'll still respond to s- some people if they're a specific celebrity or follower count or certain business or do you get to a point where you just say no to everything like is that ever across your mind because that would be equal across all and nobody would be jealous oh well you talk to bob or you talk to jenny <laughs> um no not necessarily i feel like i sometimes will just like so i on instagram you can have like a general um inbox and a primary inbox and then you also have all your requests as well so like my primary is like my actual DIY influencer friends and I would never shut that off because we help each other out in a lot of ways and like I feel like the biggest or the biggest thing that helps you on Instagram is engaging with other accounts like yours Um, that helps your engagement like they will comment on your stuff when you post something and you will comment on their stuff and it's like a community of like you help each other out even it's even if it's the worst post you've ever had in your life they're gonna help you out and try to get your post to do better Um, so like that community I would always have that on but the general like I'll sometimes just switch over to that inbox and like just respond to a couple at the top Um, so it's kind of just luck of the draw sometimes um, and then they also have subscriptions on Instagram now as well, um, to where you get like a star by your name and you pay like a fee depending on whatever you decide the fee is. Um, so I actually do have subscriptions as well. So like those people will have like a purple crown next to their name. And so like, I, I'll always make sure I respond to them. Um, and then we also like do things throughout the month. Like we have a craft night that we've done, um, and so like, those are just other people that I will make sure I respond to, too. And then the uh, ones that are in my request, there's actually some decently big accounts that are still in my request because I didn't happen to follow them back. And it just like gets overwhelming to where I'll just sometimes ignore the entire thing. Um, I'm also a stay at home mom. So like the DMs are just something that really I feel guilty about not replying to. So I guess maybe there's just like, don't reply to any and then you don't feel bad anymore. Right. (laughs) But um, as a stay-at-home mom, like I don't want to be on my phone all the time. And then she naps from obviously right now, like here to here and then, or in the morning from 11 to, or 10 to noon. And then 
three to five. And those are my four hours to get anything done. So I got to pick and choose where I want to spend that time, whether that's content creation, video editing, DMs, uh, engaging with other accounts, actual DIYing. Like I still have tons of projects, remove the flooring in the back room, uh, pull staples, stuff like that. (laughs) And so like, I don't have a lot of time. And so then everything else just falls short. So, um, yeah, I just apparently just do not have enough time during the day to do all the things I want to do. And that's one of the, I mean, I love being a stay at home mom, but that's one of the trade-offs is that I just can't do all the things I want to do for my business as well, because that does require me not paying attention very much and being on my phone, which makes you feel like a lesser parent as well. Right. I, the parenting comes first, right? Yeah, you set your, yes, for sure. Just like... <laughs> You have uh, project priorities, I suppose. Yep. You got to have life priorities. So, right, we appreciate you taking time out of your four hours a day. <laughs> yeah, um, I was going to say, I have plenty well, of sleep well, I could be pulling right now. <laughs> well, well, well. Um, so the main message I wanted to get from that was she's not ignoring you, okay? I'm not ignoring anyone. Um, there's <laughs> just purpose. a There is a point that people get after they've done something so well for a while that priorities start to shift. Uh, in order for you, right. To create more content, you need the short amount of time that you have during each day focused on doing that content. Mm -hmm. Um, so nope, you're not, if she's not replying to you, you're not left out (laughs) or you're not being left out. If Joanna Gaines could be in her inbox right now and she's getting ignored as well. So, um, (laughs) there's no, there's no funny business going on. Let's call it that. I'm just doing the best I can. (laughs) Are we all? treading water here <laughs> yeah and that's uh i think yeah i think we all are but um <laughs> i know sometimes... i keep thinking that one day it's just gonna get easier and that it's gonna be a little less stressful or like we thought we'd move and it, i would finally feel like oh sigh of relief and we're in our forever house we can just breathe now or we'll get to this point with Sutton she just needs her one-year-old or she can walk or she can crawl or she can do this and then we'll just feel like it's easier never happens i think that's i'm true. guessing i'm guessing it doesn't get easier uh the parenting thing sadly <laughs> no, mitch different. can you does the parenting get any easier it has its different challenges <laughs> whether it's one year one years old or three years old it's it's a different set of challenges so yeah i have twin boys and they're, oh they're well at just... least they have each other to each, entertain each other i feel like right now i just feel like she's so bored all the time <laughs> like yeah they're just wrecking balls and they just destroy everything. And so are they three? They'll be three in February. Oh, nice. So t- terrible twos. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But a lot of fighting in our house. A lot of fighting, right. a lot of wrestling, a lot of testosterone going on around. Yeah. 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 Anywho, but I'm glad that you brought up challenges, Mitch, because it brings us to something that I wanted to make sure. And I want to make sure that I talk with everybody about because I'm fully a believer in the best way to learn Spanish, going to Mexico, live in Mexico for six months. Best way to learn in the general world is by making mistakes um, and overcoming challenges. Are there, has there been any times, I know you said you're just one year into this, like, oh my God, I can make money doing this. Crazy. Which is the awesome part about social media, right? So it's also a detriment of social media as well, because everything that you have in your life is not everything. I should, I shouldn't say everything, but a lot of you put yourself out there, right? The quirkiness, which is why I think a lot of people like your content dancing around like a, like, 
let's just call it a village idiot, right? I do the same thing. You said you were seeing me dancing in a wedding video, not just 30 minutes ago. So <laughs> let's first say that. What challenges or have there been any mistakes that you've made that you've been like, shit, what I just did was not great. Um, but I know that now I'm going to overcome this, go to the next step. And like, how has it helped shape what you do now versus maybe what you did before? Is there anything like that's in mind? I was going to say, I feel like you set me up for this question. Um, just (laughs) did you see what? Yeah, you had to have. I'm calling you out. (laughs) Set up. I like to ask everybody this. Um, so yes, just last week. I mean, I've, I've had times before where I've like kind of said some stuff that I was probably embarrassed of. And it, it is hard when it's in front of so many people that you can do anything. And it's like, eh. how many people just watched me do that? Um, like the embarrassing thing, like about me dancing or whatever, like that doesn't bother me obviously anymore. Clearly (laughs) Um, you just kind of live in oblivion. And if people are talking smack, you just hope you never hear it. (laughs) Who cares? Um, But last week, actually um, last Monday, I had posted a reel that I was actually very proud of. And I had kind of, (laughs) everyone's going to listen to this and just judge me. Um, I had kind of purposely put in a sentence in there that I knew some people would probably get irritated by. And I didn't mean to like actually hurt anyone's feelings or like say anything to actually piss people off. I just figured it would be, you know, trolls, trolls are everywhere. They're going to call out, call you out for anything. So I was like, I'm targeting those trolls that I know just are looking for something to fight about. So in this video, I had said that it's supposed to be an inspiring video. Okay. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> I said, um, we bought this house. It was a fixer upper. We like doing the work. We want to do the work, save a lot of money. Uh, most people don't think like that. Most people are lazy. <laughs> and I said, um, like, there are so many excuses to why you can't, um, you don't know how money, time, resources, whatever, but I promise you that you can, um, you don't have to take my word for it. You can do it yourself, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some people didn't really like that and they got pretty ruthless. So I had posted kind of a controversial video before. It wasn't my own words. It was like a voiceover that someone had said, like, you're, you just suck at being poor. <laughs> it was actually like Jeez. my highest viewed video ever. Um, that's, that's, and uh, the nice. just... the gist was the same it was like um you aren't born knowing how to do stuff everyone has to learn there's no baby that knows how to do flat roofing like you have to learn sit on your toilet backwards for once and look how it works (laughs) stuff like that so I kind of expected it to be something similar to that like you'd get some people that are like pissed off but most people take it good or well well it was kind of mostly bad. I mean, not mostly, but I would say like there was a lot of comments that were really pissed off at me and questioning who I am as a person, um, that I'm starting to show my true colors, that most people aren't lazy. Most people are trying to trying to get by. And it was actually, I didn't read a lot of the comments because I kind of was just, you know, avoiding them, knowing that they were, they were, there was going to be a little bit of backlash. Um, and then, 
my sister had told me she's like they are getting pretty ruthless on there I don't know if you kind of want to look at them um and so I did go through a few comments and there was actually a second and a half clip of Sutton not in her car seat um we were looking for deer on uh, like by our house um so I was holding her not in the driver's seat but next to Max and so people were kind of like getting fueled off each other like they just started to like read other comments the bad comments were coming to the top of the page like Instagram has a way of just like liking drama pretty much and they like controversy they like when people are like arguing and fighting and bickering so the bad comments were showing up at the top and then people were pretty much like reading them and getting more pissed and then they started to get you know they added their comment they added their comment And then a few people had mentioned that they hoped that somebody who knew me personally would call CPS on me for not having Sutton in her car seat, um, that I'm too lazy to put her in her car seat, just all a range of hate on me. Um, And so once I saw those comments, I ended up deleting the post and a lot of people were really confused and people were like, what the hell? Most people are lazy. Like, how could you even take offense to that? Like you weren't calling any specific person lazy. It was just like a generalization that Americans are born. I mean, we are raised to be lazy. Like we want the easy way out. We want the easy money. We want the easy whatever. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I learned very quickly that I did not realize what people like what to expect like I felt like I had known that there would be some people that would be like annoyed but not to that extent um and then actually on my story so like I'm pretty honest about content creation and like I post a lot of about me videos because I say like those are really good ones to get followers blah blah blah. this is my business I'm not embarrassed to say I want followers I feel like anyone who wants their page to do well wants followers if you say you don't you're lying lying. yeah um and so I was like yeah I I, do I really think most people are lazy Mm, maybe not most people but I do think a lot of people are lazy but I did that kind of on purpose to kind of start a controversial post (laughs) and then I was pretty much the devil for admitting that I had done that on purpose and so yeah I just (laughs) I mean it's there's, a hard, yeah, go ahead. It's, there's just so much to take from like what you just said. And I, people are so, and uh, people are probably going to take this the wrong way. Right. But I don't care. The people are so offended online. And like when you said, so now we have the Twitter files, right? The Twitter files coming out um, over now Elon Musk owning Twitter and now revealing all this stuff that was concealed or wasn't posted or the Twitter execs were doing this or that or whatever. Right, trying to get social media to kind of help people say Fox uh, is this party, CNN is this party, right? There's an agenda for everything. And so uh, social media seems to kind of like run along that. And by having them able to take posts away or be able to lessen, right, when Donald Trump and I don't care for the guy. I don't not care for the guy, but like Donald Trump posting things that were divisive on Twitter and just removing him from the platform. Right. So they can make sure the picture's painted exactly how they want it versus freedom of speech type of thing. So it, it just like, and when you say they called, then people were calling you lazy, but when you said people were lazy, it was a problem. And then now 
people calling you lazy back is not a problem. So I, if, if nobody's causing intentional harm to people like physically or like emotionally, like your purpose is to make people feel like shit about themselves. Why can't jokes be made anymore? So, uh, yeah, I so feel it, like a lot of people are like looking for a reason to be mad online. Like they yes. scroll until they have like a reason to stop and then they can like, I don't know, fighting. Yeah. It seems to be like the biggest thing. And I feel like the social media platforms also push those things. So like, I kind of had fallen into the trap of like, that's how you get people to engage is by having people that love and people that hate. And then you get like double the engagement because you fair. get both of them. <laughs> that is fair. And it but. is a proven strategy. Like that post, if I would not have deleted it, it would have gone <laughs> very viral. Yeah. But at what cost, obviously. Um, right. But it sucks to be right about that stuff. Like it sucks that like Instagram was pushing that. And because so many people were commenting on it, it was going to do it very well. So like, I don't know it. Social media is a very weird place to be. Like I do truly enjoy it and I love it, but there are parts that just really suck about it and making mistakes in front of a hundred and some thousand people. That's one thing that really sucks about it. And I'm not necessarily like saying all those people were in the right for like attacking me but I will admit that I probably should have not said that in intention to like stir things up a little bit sure Um, and I and it definitely was not my intention to hurt anyone like truly hurt anyone I thought that the generalization of that most people were lazy would not be taken so personally and so that's just what sucks about it is that people did take it so personally and I just as a person who's I guess different than that. I would not have expected it. <laughs> yeah, is and that a strategy you... oh, out of the Andrew Tate playbook? Is that? Oh, okay. <laughs> Andrew Tate. I don't playbook. Know. You familiar <laughs> with Andrew Tate? No. We, yeah, okay. we don't have to go stay, into Andrew Tate, but he's a good unfamiliar. example of a good example of somebody that a lot of people hate and is very famous because of it. Yeah. I feel like that is like, you're not going to please everyone. And the second you accept that you won't, I feel like is when you tend to do really well, but it was not my intention to be like hated either. Like I understand I'm weird and like have a different personality or whatever. And that might not be for everyone. That is fine. I don't necessarily feel like I'm at the point where I'm okay with people hating me and thinking I'm a bad person, but I do know that works really well for some people. And that's how you get the most loyal followers too, is how, if you really appeal to one specific crowd, I guess. And I can attest like I know Squid uh, in real life. I worked with Max, I, I believe, for a couple of years at one of my prior uh, professions. Like they're good people, like seriously. So <laughs> if anybody ends up listening to this, the handful of people um, <laughs> that are here because of maybe the controversy that happened. And I, that's not even what like I was hoping to get something from a while back, like in a renovation, if I'm going to be honest. Oh. I, I know that the whole thing was going on because. <laughs> but it's fine so that's what i was like it no it seemed as if you were uh searching for us no no i would have just asked out. i would have see i would have brought that up and like there was some recent controversy like i'm pretty straight to the point <laughs> uh, mitch knows that i'm like that so i no, i'm i'm hoping to find from people like where they found this hurdle that they made a mistake because everybody makes mistakes it's going to happen it's it, it's yeah. inevitable i've made numerous thousands of mistakes um 
and they all lead you right to the, the the path that you end up taking in life and then where you end up at the end. And and to be honest, usually when you have people hate commenting on something that you post, uh, they either somehow self-relate to what you just said. Um, and I'm lazy a lot of the time. Like, I, who cares? We're all lazy at points. So <laughs> that's what I they, thought. I'm they, lazy too. <laughs> exactly. So they either like they they put themselves in right social media is all about relating to the content. So they, they've related that. They're like, Oh my God, is she calling me out? Or they've heard someone call them lazy at some point. We've all been called lazy. Like Mitch is lazy. I'm lazy. You're lazy. Yeah. So no, that was not my intention, but I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Um, <laughs> so, but other than that, so what did you, you want mistakes? Learn? I was so, going to say, you want DIY mistakes now? I, I don't know. I mean, we filled some time now, haven't we? So tell us what, what this will do for your content posting moving forward, I suppose. Tell us what, I guess, you learned. or Yeah. Well, know. I'm definitely not going to do things. I think if you want to do controversy, that is okay. Maybe not, like, I, for the future, I might do something more design controversy, not okay. maybe people controversy. Like people you know, painting like, painting walls green. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe painting the ceiling or the trip. Oh, or gross. Something like that. But definitely not like controversial in that way. And there's a few things that I still don't know how I'm going to proceed with what happened. Like the Sutton, like Sutton being brought into it definitely was uncomfortable for me and really scary as a parent. And so like, I also feel like it, it made me question if I should not have her on my page anymore and she's such a big part of it too. Like people have seen me renovate that entire whole house pregnant and then had her in it. And then we moved on like to all these different houses together. And she's such a big part of it. Like they've seen her from the beginning. And so it's hard for me to like think about even removing her but at the same time. Like I don't want to ever put her at risk or anything. So I don't really know yet. Maybe just less of her, but yeah. I feel like it's not true to myself to not have her in there at the same time. So I'm just really struggling with what to do still. But um, as far as the controversy goes, I got that down. I learned my lesson there. Got it. Less (laughs) of those. Yeah. Or more if you want to go viral, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. It's up to you. You just have to sacrifice your mental health a little bit. Ah, We all do that on a day-to-day basis just by waking up in the morning, my friend. (laughs) Mitch, do you have a do you have anything else uh, that you want to talk to Mrs. Squid about? Uh, I I selfishly took a lot of notes today, so I wanted to just thank you for all this wisdom that you dropped <laughs> on us. First of all, I don't um, know how much of it was actual wisdom, but you're that's right. really good. It's very yeah, good. When um, you watch this back, you'll see it. <laughs> I don't know if well, I'll be able to. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Okay, just trust us. <laughs> yeah, just Perfect. tell me. So okay. what's next it's for you? Fun. What what are your goals? What are your aspirations? Where do you want to take this all someday? Um, well, I have big goals for my page and for like my life, I suppose. I'm in a like a DIY group of women who are DIYers who have really big pages and stuff. And so I know like the potential of my page or of the platform itself. And so I have really big goals. Like I one day know that I will have a million followers, whether I'm 50 or whether it's next year, I don't know, but I do have really big goals in that aspect. And I know it's not just like a number thing, like 
followers or whatever yeah. <laughs> bring them back up but as just like a goal for myself that makes me know that I'm doing something right I'm posting quality content people are enjoying it people um, are coming back so as far as that goes um, and then for our house like we are very deep in renovations right now like this is the only together part of our house right now like we are completely renovating our kitchen um we're gonna have like a huge fireplace and we have just a bay of windows huge island we're getting custom cabinets made um so just like continue to renovate our house and make less diy mistakes take my time a little bit more everything doesn't need to be rushed it has had to be in the past because we were on like time crunches and stuff and now i just want to like take my time like don't rush things prep I'm really bad at prep work. So like actually go and do those things that I need to do and then post quality content and get my YouTube page more, um, more consistent. I feel like that's where I could really do well. And Instagram and TikTok are so controlling over like what stuff they push. Like you can have the best post of your life that gets really good engagement and that you think does really well and they just don't push it out because they don't want to or there's something about it that's making them not push it out and that part like is scary as a business person like that uses it for money (laughs) is like that they have so much control over that so I just want to put more focus onto YouTube and um, something that I can have more control over um I don't know. I know YouTube still has ways of pushing things out too, but it just seems more of a safer route to go where you have more consistent results, I suppose. Yeah. Normally see around similar amount of views and engagement. Um, My videos, hopefully, you know, stair-stepping its way to heaven, but um, (laughs) no, that's awesome. A million followers. One day. Come back when I I get a million. I'll I'll come back on your podcast. Let me set a 90 day reminder here. <laughs> um, I said maybe 50, 50 years old, 50 days, 50 day reminder. 50 years um, old. Yeah, no, I hope, I hope you do. Right. I mean, you barely have any time as it is. So glad that you got a virtual assistant. Um, we've found that putting a team around you is so much more valuable than you trying to do all the work. Whereas I know that your world is a little different because DIY is literally do it yourself uh am I getting that right yep so you do have to do like the the physical labor and and everything but maybe you get a cameraman I don't know uh <laughs> which does Max do some of the cameraing situations Not the cameraing he does None a lot of, the of labor <laughs> oh okay so we need to talk to DIY Max yeah he does, <laughs> does he have pages set up too No, he does not. But he just mentioned the other day that he might. So not a DIY page more of, he says he wants homesteading, you know. Oh, well, it's a good good way to double your followers, you know. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Except for you're going to find new ones. Oh, that's true. I mean, he'll hard in the first place, but. Yeah, he'll hit a different market. He'll, he'll, maybe he'll hit some of the men that are, maybe they want to follow a guy versus a woman DIY. That is true. It exists these days. My demographics are like 97% women. Oh, there you go. She's yep. got the market demographics. <laughs> I appreciate, I'm going to wrap this up because I, I know that you have the little child. Little son I was going to say, she's probably going to wake up any minute. Yeah, that's what I'm figuring. I know you got something to get to. Mitch, I think you have a couple things to do. 
I know that I have got to go. So again, Squid, we appreciate you coming on. We hope to see you again. Maybe when one Millie's hit, we'll throw a little party with some balloons and Sutton will be turning one and a half. But if um, I don't reply, don't don't take it personally. We've got your business email. <laughs> Andrew address. Um, anywho, so I don't know about you guys, but it sounds like you do. I've got to go. And why is that niche? It's time to get shit done. Pull up in motorcades. I got a show today. It's all I'm trying to do. Hustle and motivate. Choppers are throw away. Hustle the other way. That's why they follow me, huh? They think I know the way. Cause I took control of things. Ball in the solo way. And if you pattern my trend, I make you my protege. Slossing that soldier race.